You will not lose when you truly listen to and follow your heart. And that is the quote of the day. of the day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by The Jerf Bar, my very own 100% organic real food bar available at JerfBar.com. Don't forget, you can save 10% off your next order with the discount code QOD10. One more time, that's QOD10. We've got a new speaker on the show for you today. We've got Howard Martin, and he's telling a story. He's telling a wonderful story about following his heart. It is so very important to follow your heart, to listen to that intuition within. And, you know, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day about underground wellness. If you haven't been following me for very long, I had a, an, another business, a health-based business, like a holistic health-based business uh, called Underground Wellness. I had a podcast, we did online summits and all this really fun stuff. And November 2015, I decided to, to walk away from that. And... Most people thought I was crazy. I mean, I'll keep it real with you. Totally real with you. The year before I shut down Underground Wellness, we did $2.3 million in revenue. And so when I started talking about leaving Underground Wellness and moving on from that, people thought I was absolutely out of my mind. Except for me. I wasn't into it anymore. Like that was not where my heart was anymore. And, you know, I was talking to this person and I was going, I could not even imagine still being in that business right now. You know, fast forward two years, if I didn't have the courage to move on from that business, to stay there because it was making good money and all that stuff, I would be miserable right now. Just to be totally real with you, pardon my French, I would be miserable because it just wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. And there are so many people out there who are just continuing to do stuff that they hate doing, knowing that within, within their heart, they want to do something else, but they're just afraid to take that leap. And they wake up every single day miserable with a sense of dread. And, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't wake up like that anymore. And so, you know, again, fast forward, two years. I love what I do. This is dope. I do this all day. I'm obsessed with this. I love inspiring people. I love doing this show. I love inspiring you. I love reading. I love, I love learning about how the, how the mind works. I love all this stuff that I do. And again, I could not imagine still being in that business right now. It just kind of makes me cringe even thinking about it. And so, you know, if your heart is telling you something, it's a good idea to do it. Here's Howard. There's a point in most of our lives when, or many people's lives, when we get interested in personal growth. We want to improve, we want to know what else is out there, we want to grow, we want to change, this sort of thing. And we begin to read books or go see speakers or go to seminars. We do all that to find the information that we want for this self-improvement process. They all get us to a place where we improve. 
And for me, they all took me to exactly the same place. I worked all those systems hard. I did them all with sincerity and really worked all of that stuff. And it always got me to the place where I would either actualize that that I knew, proceed my actions with love and care, and move on past whatever resistances were in front of me, whatever challenges were in my life at that time, or I didn't. Period. And in essence, what it did is it always led me to the doorway of my own heart, that place inside where my core power resides, where I gain the strength for self-initiated effort, right in the core of my own being in what has been called the heart. They all led me right to the heart. So after a while, I figured out, well, why not cut to the chase? Why not go straight to the heart in the first place? Power up from there, find out what I need to know, and then take action on what I did find out. And fortunately for me, I was exposed to it early, and it was through Doc Childry, the man who created HeartMath, who is very active in HeartMath today. And one of the things he talked about early on was the heart, and he talked about it casually, in a very literal sense, at being a source of intelligence in the human system. And I read the books and hear about the heart, and about everything I read had heart stuff in it, about the heart and following the heart and all the different phrases all through history about the heart. And I still took it metaphorically. I didn't understand it in depth, what following your heart really, truly meant. Now, there were many instances in which I began to explore that and experiment with that and follow that and find that there was a result. And when HarperCollins was coming out with a heart mass solution, they sent me to media coaches. And one guy in particular they sent me to was a guy coaching me for radio. And this guy was really interesting. He, he got me on the phone the first time, and he asked me to explain what heart math was, and I did. He said, I want you to tell me a story right now about a time when you followed your heart that made a lot of difference for you. And I said, well, there's been a lot. He said, yeah, there probably has, but I bet if you'll stop right now and think about it, there's probably a place in your life where there was a major turning point that puts you on a different road that had a lot to do with you listening to and following your heart, which is what you talk about. And so I thought about it, and I came up with one. And it was a good thing for me to remember. It involved a time when I was in my late 20s, still in the music business, 10 or 12 years on the road. And during that time, I'd become interested in all this personal growth stuff. I had this music career going on, but I was also interested in all this new stuff about awareness and consciousness and meditation and this and that and the other. And let's just say after a while, those two worlds didn't mix and that a lot of the things that were happening to me in terms of my consciousness and my beliefs were in conflict with my lifestyle, and we'll leave it at that. And so I would hear that voice of the heart late at night, laying in that bed in that hotel room in Cleveland or someplace, and it would say, you know, Howard, what you're doing is good, but there may be something else for you to do. And what you're doing seems to be very self-serving. You propped yourself up with this little rock and roll world around you where everything is buffered and controlled and filtered and you don't have to deal with regular life and you can be about as arrogant as you want to be. You can be aggressive, arrogant, ambitious, all of that. And come to think about it, they were my good qualities. And I'd say, yeah, that's true, but this is all I've ever done. Started playing drums at nine years old. This is my life. This is what I'm going to do with my life. And I'd ignore it. But the hounds of heaven, so to speak, would have their way. And eventually got to a place where the band I was in at that time was going through the cycle of getting the record deal and all that, and it was getting right to the apex of all that. And the band 
decided that we had to do some things. The management company was coming in from LA. They were asking us to dump our other managers and to relocate to California and all the stuff they were saying we would need to do. And what it was going to set us up for, and me up for, is backing out on previous commitments, hurting other people, doing some things for my own gain and interest that were going to be hard on other folks. And so there I was, faced with me and me at that time. And so the integrity issue was up for me strong, and I began to voice that. And the management company and the other band members would say, look, you need to grow up and realize this is the way it works and, you know, forget all that stuff. And by the way, quit reading all those Hobbit books and stuff. You know, you need to, like, get involved and get in the flow here. You're going to hurt us. What about us? Forget about those other people. We've got a career here, and you're going to jeopardize that. There's a lot of money on the line. A lot of stuff is happening. And so they finally called me on it and said, you need to make a decision, and we're going to give you 24 hours. You're going to walk back in here 24 hours from there, and you're going to be on with us or not, and you got 24 hours to decide. And all of a sudden, there I was, a whole career, whole career in the music business, 10, 12 years, heavily involved in all this stuff, and there I was. I didn't know what to do. And so I did what I could, which is to go as deep inside myself as possible and ask the important questions. And I walked in that room the next day, and I looked at all of them, and I said, I am leaving the music business. And I was going, what are you saying? Are you crazy? You don't have a job. You don't have a career. You don't have anything. And you're going to walk away from the music business just like that? And I said it. And they railed against me. They pounded on the table, told me how stupid I was, and called me names and cussed me and all this stuff, told me they were going to sue me and all these different things. And I said, well, do what you need to do. But I made my choice. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go this way anymore. I'm going to do something different with my life. And I walked outside in that building, and I sat down on some steps outside, and I sat there and I started to cry because I was so afraid, so afraid. I had no idea what I would do. All my identity was going to leave. There was nothing I could prop myself up with now. I was alone with an uncertain future, no idea what was going to happen to me next. So I was very frightened and very anxious about this. At the same time, there was another feeling taking place in the same moment. And it was a feeling of empowerment, that I was doing something really important. I was finally being a man, maybe for the first time in my life. And I was truly following my own heart and these deeper principles that I read about in all these books and things. I was doing it finally. I was going that way and trusting in that. So I felt a sense of, again, release and empowerment happening at the same time that I was feeling all this fear and insecurity. Anybody relate to this story in your own life, different times that you've been here? Sure you have. Life went on, and I realize now that that was what following your heart's all about. And it doesn't have to be big deals and dramas like all that. It can be about the little things, moment to moment, day to day, really following that inner signal more. Trusting that more, learning to tune into that more, refining that, listening to that more deeply, and then making those choices from that place. And I learned that it works out when you do, that you come out with a higher ratio or percentage of fulfilling result from that when you do it with consistency. But in essence, it's about tuning into that inner signal and listening to that more deeply, refining that process so you can access this high-speed, intuitive source of wisdom and information that you can then apply practically in your life. Now, did I receive 
immediate reward from this courageous act of following my heart? No, not at all, because about two weeks after making that decision, I came to another very important realization. If you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> I was faced with having to go get a job, which is the worst thing that can possibly happen to a musician, is to have to go get a real job. Because, in fact, I was losing the Porsche, and I was losing the girls. All that stuff was going away, and there I was needing a job, and I didn't know what to do. So a friend of mine says, you know, I manage a general nutrition center. You know what they are? So health food stores in the mall, right? And I'll give you a job over there. Great. Uh, how much does it pay? Uh, minimum wage. I'm going, minimum wage? You know, I'm going to go work in a mall for minimum wage? I, th I was in shock. Little did I know, it got worse. So I go to the GNC, and I'm like nervous about having to go in this place and didn't know what I was going to do. I'd never worked a place like this before. And he says, okay, Howard, here's what you're going to do. This is your job. And he hands me this little bucket of sunflower seeds, a little plastic container of sunflower seeds with a pink spoon in it. And he says, I want you to stand in front of the store here, right where our store meets the front of the mall, and I want you to, to hold that bucket of sunflower seeds out. And when people walk by, I want you to say, hi, would you like to try our zesty sunflower seeds? You talk about stage fright. This is stage fright. So then I'm standing in front of the store. Two weeks ago, I've been up on this riser with lights coming down, and, you know, fog machines and explosions going off and all this doing my thing, and now I'm standing in front of this GNC with this little bucket of sunflower seeds. And I'm thinking to myself, I will never follow my heart again. <laughs> it will not happen. What I have learned, however, is that you have to give things time to play out. When you set yourself in a new direction like that, the reward may not be just immediate fulfillment. That's the mind wanting its way. But if you give things time and you approach it from a mature perspective that you will not lose when you truly listen to and follow your heart, that fulfillment will be your reward for that. It takes a little time for things to line up and play out. Today, I can't imagine being in the music business. It looks like a prison to me. And all those people that are my age now that are still in it, and they look like they're having a terrible time, and my friends that are still professional players moan and groan and complain to me about their lives and about all the stuff that goes wrong and how it's not changed any, it's only worse. They don't get paid any more than they used to and they're always gone. They can't keep their marriages together and they got all these problems and stuff and yet they're musicians. And today for me, I'm part of heart math and now I actually have a job that's totally aligned with my true core values, with what I really want. I feel that I'm doing something that's not just for me, but I have the opportunity to give, to serve in a way. And I have fun. Now, I have challenges too, just like all of you would, all the different things the business would, would bring up, but I get to travel around and talk and do all those kind of things, and so I look now and say, my gosh, what a fulfilling life I have, and I don't know how it would have worked out the other way, but I certainly know that it's worked out well this way. All right, that was powerful stuff with Howard Martin. If you want to learn more about Howard as well as HeartMath, go to heartmath.com slash Martin. He is the co-author of a book called The HeartMath Solution. You can find on amazon.com. And today's clip comes from the audio program, Nightingale Conan's Personal Insight Library, Volume 1, available at nightingale.com. That is it for me. I will see you tomorrow. Thanks so much for tuning in. Peace. 